What up, what up? It's your girl Rowdy, and we are back with another episode of Lip Service. I'm here with my girl Gunshy. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking all things coronavirus, so let's get into it. Hello, hello. So, had a little hiatus. We're back um, with another episode here. So, um, what are we doing today? We're talking coronavirus, right? We are. We're talking coronavirus. The world's talking coronavirus. Oh my God, everywhere you look, it's corona, corona, corona. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> coronavirus! Woo! Um, yes. not the beer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Um, which, by the way, there was this whole thing going around. Corona, the, the the sales of Corona beers went down because it's named Corona. I was like, that's stupid. We all know that has Corona the beer has nothing to do with coronavirus. Anyway, about a nation where they're out of toilet paper. <laughs> so right. Don't be surprised. <laughs> exactly. So let's just jump right into this whole Corona thing. So I looked at some numbers today. I get my information from the CDC website and the World Health Organization. I do not get my information from the media, i.e. the news. I do not get my information from CNN, Fox, none of them. If I want to know numbers and what's going on, I go to the CDC website. Um, so that's where I went and... I looked this as you up, should. right? As everybody should, because yes. we'll get into this later. But the media they cause hysteria. Let me let me just hold on. Let me get back on track really quick. So, on the CDC website in the U.S., there is currently a total of eighty-five thousand three hundred and fifty-six reported cases. Of those reported cases, there's one thousand two hundred forty-six deaths. Now. I live, we live in Texas. And so I wanted to look at the number of cases here in Texas. So in Texas, we have a reported 1,396 cases, which represents 1.4% of the total cases in the United States. In contrast, the state with the most cases, New York, they have 38,977 cases. They represent 45.67% of the total cases. That is wow. astronomical. In the grand scheme of things, because Texas is a big state. I mean, we live in, you know, Houston or suburbs around Houston. And it's really heavily pop. It's a very heavily populated city, but not as condensed as New York. Like in New York, they're just on top of each other. And I feel like it's not like that in Houston. It's a pretty, pretty large city, can be pretty spread out. And I just feel like New York, they build upwards, meaning towards the sky, because there's so many people and they're just on top of each other. But right. that, the disparity in those numbers are huge, right? Yeah, they are. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's even higher from last time I checked, like in a day. Yeah, it's, it's really, really ridiculous. So um, living here in Texas, um, we're in, in Houston, like I said, or surrounding suburbs of Houston. And Houston has actually put a an order out, a stay-in order is in effect here. So 
um, a lot of the businesses are closed or people are working from home. Um, the restaurants inside are closed. You can still get takeout, drive through and all of that stuff. I feel like for the most part, um, people are following the rules. I can tell you though, I drew on my way home, I drove past the park and I saw quite a few people at the park. Now they weren't all on top of each other, but there was not, I mean, Social distancing as we know it to be nowadays, like they weren't really practicing it all that well. <laughs> they weren't touching, but I mean, they were quite in the vicinity of each other. So, but you know what? I mean, you'd been stuck in the house. What, what do they expect people to do? Um, stay in the house? <laughs> they do. <laughs> That's what I expect them to do, stay in the house. They do. It, it, people are... I don't know. I feel like it's almost 50-50. People are doing it and then people are not. Um, so, like, for me, with my day job and what I do, I don't have the luxury to work from home right now. I'm actually going into the office every day because I'm on the team that's deploying other employees to work from home. And so... I, the interesting thing with me and this whole coronavirus thing, it hasn't quite impacted me as far as having to stay at home and not being able to find the supplies I need. I've been fortunate enough to be able to find what I need and for the house, food, toilet paper, <laughs> whatever. And by the way, I don't hoard. I only get what I need. And leave the rest for my fellow human beings. But yeah, so I'm not at home all day. Um, I'm actually out um, in the office helping to deploy people. Um, but I guess the impact to me is a little bit different because I'm working very long hours to get people deployed. And um, it, it is a little bit stressful. Um, there's a little bit of anxiety around it because people are getting antsy because they want to go home and everything is done in a, in steps or a process. So there are things from an IT perspective that have to be done and there's procedures, there's licenses, there's all of these things that have to happen. And so sometimes people get a little testy with your girl. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Yeah, so trying to maintain my calm and composure while dealing with people who are um, full of high anxiety because, one, they're watching the news and listening to the media and freaking out at every little thing they hear, um, which lends to the panic, which is right. lends to people behaving badly. So I run into a little bit of that. So what about what about you? Uh, as far as the impact, it professionally it hasn't really disrupted too much. Um, I work for a very large firm. We have thirteen offices, so the the process of switching everyone from work to work um, at home went pretty smoothly. Um, again, like you, I was very lucky. I haven't had to I, everything I needed. I was able to get, and I have, so I'm very comfortable there. 
the biggest impact for me would probably be because I have a senior this year. Um, so the biggest impact for me is probably just personally because the class of 2020, they're, they're going through it. <laughs> um, it's now the thing. So it's just trying to keep her spirits, her, keep her spirits up. So that's, that's the biggest disruption for me personally. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I want to get into the media and how, right. And how they're handling this. And listen, I've never, I don't watch that much TV. Let's just be clear. I don't watch like regular traditional TV in the sense, like I Netflix and chill myself all the time or Hulu and chill (laughs) Amazon prime and chill, whatever. But I don't watch the news. I've never been one to really just watch the news because I'm always like, it's always bad. Like, it's always bad. It's always doomsday. It's always murder, death, mayhem. So I never watch it and I'm not watching it now. And I know people are out there watching the news and I feel like the media has caused a bit of the hysteria and the panic, especially when this first started to break out in the United States. And all of all they're doing is reporting deaths. When you when the news comes on, that's all you hear about the spread, the death, the spread. And it's like talk more about the people who are recovering. Those numbers are growing, and it's like the media just lends to the mass hysteria and to people behaving badly. I I definitely agree, and I think see the thing is that more clicks. You know the the bigger the Oh, clickbait is, they, like, listen, clickbait, that's what they do it for. I mean, I, I think I sent you a screenshot of a news article and it was like apocalyptic coronavirus. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. It is not an apocalypse. This is not the end of the world, people. But more people die from the flu. Like, we've already had more people dying from the flu than this. And it's like. I get it. It's highly contagious. And I in no way would downplay the coronavirus and what it is. But also, we're acting like it's the end of the world. It has shut down the fucking economy. The flu, H1N1, SARS did not shut down the economy. Why has this fucking virus shut down the fucking economy? People have to, to stop for a second, take a step back. And really think about what is going on here and not act irrationally and just fucking crazy. Like, I just think it's wild. I I think there's some deeper thing going on behind it that the average person just don't doesn't know about. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that the word apocalyptic was a bad choice of words. It's like, I don't think that word means what you think it means you think it means but again it got people to click on it um but i think basically every leadership i think it's a lot of it is our leadership all of a sudden we're being told by people who were supposed to trust initially like hey like on gosh what was it like in february we only had like maybe 20 cases like oh everything's fine and here in march half 32 states are on lockdown so I think bad leadership, bad decisions, late decisions, 
being made caused the economy to shut down. Now, if that was planned that way, we will never know. If there's some hidden meaning, there's some hidden, not necessarily hidden meaning, but meaning, meaning, but hidden agenda behind that. Oh, well, no. I mean, look at what's going on. I mean, the stock market is crashed and continuing to crash, but when it bottoms out, the rich are going to buy all that shit up and get even richer. The poor people can't afford to do it. I mean, listen, they're putting people out of work. Like, people, yeah, unemployment is so high. I mean, it's just insane. Get on the site. Yeah. And then the stimulus package, okay, yeah, like, we should be helping each other, but $1,200 isn't going to do much. I mean, listen, if someone's rent is $1,000 and they're not working, well, there goes that money, and then what do they do? It's one time. Then what do they do? If the economy doesn't get back up and running quickly, like what happens? It's like, this is insane. Now we make things worse by our bad behavior. We, if, if something bad happens where I maintain that we are doing this, us humans, we are doing this because we are behaving badly. And I just want us to stop. Stupidly, We're doing stupid things like drinking bleach. Yeah, that's dumb. Fish cleaner. Yeah, that's that's stupid. So yeah. <laughs> I, I just I don't even know, but I I want to I just like to put it in perspective because I hope that people make smart decisions, get their information from the CDC, World Health Organization, versus Fox News or CNN or. CBS, wherever else, I don't even know. Or versus your cousin RJ or AJ on Facebook. Yeah, please. Like, enough. Like, (laughs) enough already. So, I think speaking of, like, all this misinformation going around, the three, okay, I think we need to be clear, like, the three main symptoms are a fever. Yeah. A persistent cough yeah and difficulty breathing yes so there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of misinformation going around so those are the three things combined you can have other things but the combination of those three things are when you should seek medical attention yeah so there's a lot of theories going on about how COVID-19 got its start this new strain of it and how it spread there is one theory is that bats, people got it from eating bats. Another is that it is man-made in a lab, um, uses a bioweapon. The uh, United States is saying that it originated in China. China is saying that it originated in the United States. Yeah, so the origi- originally when this first came out, when we first started hearing about it, it was in Wuhan, China. And the first thing that came out was, oh, it originated in Wuhan, China at a market because they eat exotic animals over there. It was in a snake who ate a bat. That was like a going around like crazy. And I was like, huh, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. That was just like one of the theories. And I was like, eh, but then what I did learn through my research is that, so there is a lab in Wuhan, China where they do, um, study bio, I think it's biological, viruses and whatnot. I don't even know the right word. <laughs> Not a scientist. Hashtag. No, but um, 
there there was an employee there who is in prison now because they do test on animals snakes bats rats whatever he was selling those animals to the market and they were to the population they were buying that stuff and eating it he made over a million dollars doing that and he's in prison now now i don't know if that's how it started but that is true that he was selling those lab animals to the food market that's quite now question really quick so is he in prison as a result of the COVID 19 virus or was he in prison prior to no he he was not in prison prior to he got imprisoned after all this happened now they're not saying oh he's at fault and it's his you know he started it all but he is in prison but they can't they kind of saying it though <laughs> no i don't know they don't want to cop to anything over there in china they're not going to cop to it so um that was one that i was like eh, i don't know and then the interesting thing because if you think about wuhan china and the population and how overly populated and saturated that city is mm -hmm. um and how it spread so quickly, kind of like New York. I mean, there's so many people crammed into Wuhan. It's easy to spread very quickly. Same, so many people crammed into New York. It's going to spread quickly. And then you have theories about the climate. And if you look, I looked at a map um, that showed sort of the climate, like a graph of the climate of where the coronavirus is. And if you look at it, the temperatures are around the same where it's like in Wuhan, in Italy, in New York, which is interesting. Yeah. So th there's that aspect of it. And it lends to the whole theory that, oh, it can't survive in humidity and heat, which, of course, us living in Houston, we're like, bring on the humidity and heat. Bring on the Houston heat, yes. And normally we're like, fuck that heat. <laughs> exactly. But so... Anyway, so yeah, so there's another theory, right? Oh, it started in the United States and two soldiers took it over there. I mean, listen, I don't have a flying clue how it started, but I guess my thoughts around it are, and yes, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, some would say. Or I call myself a truth seeker, but whatever, tomato, tomato. Um, I think that it was manufactured in a lab. Where? I don't know. Um, a lot of stuff stems from China, but, you know, you can't just go around blaming an entire country when you really don't know. You certainly can't call it the China disease just by calling Age the gay disease. Who? I, I don't, I've never even heard that this term. Is, ladies and gentlemen and listeners, this is how, when she tells you she does not watch the news, she is not lying. This is not a joke. Honey, the president said it during a press conference. Oh, he did? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he called it the Chinese virus. That is so terrible. You cannot do that. That is, that's so terrible. Like, I... On live, on live TV. That's quite embarrassing. It is not the Chinese disease. No matter, even, let's say we find out later on that it was um, started in Wuhan, China. Still, don't call it that. That's fucking terrible. Yes. But I think my thoughts on it is that it was manufactured in a laboratory. And I do think that there are labs in various different countries, maybe all, where they are secretly working on biological warfare. But here's the thing. Why would a country 
deliberately release it on their own people because you can't control something like a virus, especially you can't release it if you don't have the antidote yet. Now I could see if they had the cure already, but they don't. So why would they deliberately delete, release it on their own population? If it did get out, it was got out by accident. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, that's my theory on it. And I'm going to stick to that until they prove otherwise concretely <laughs> and say that it's definitely not the Chinese disease or virus. That's, that's just, that's just so, so silly. Like that's terrible. And by the way, listen, I'm a person who goes vegetarian, like for 30 days, every so often, I'm not a full on vegetarian. I'm not a vegan and I have nothing against vegans, vegetarians, nothing against meat eaters. Like I said, I cleanse myself and the way I do it, by the way, is going vegetarian. So I know that it's a healthy diet done properly. But everything does not derive from eating meat. It does not. I mean, I I need them to stop it too. Like, stop being so fanatical about it and and eating meat does not cause everything. So let's let me just put that out there quickly and move on. <laughs> eating meat does not cause everything and stopping eating meat does not cure everything. It doesn't cure everything, but I will say um meat is harder to digest. It's harder on the digestive system. True. Which which by the way a healthy immune system, a healthy gut increases your chances of recovering if you catch coronavirus. Um, so everybody, and y'all know who y'all are, who making fun of me for my daily dose of vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D3, selenium, magnesium, probiotic, turmeric, B12. You name it! You name it! You name it! Y'all want my vitamins now. I'm just saying. Because a bitch is healthy all up in her gut. I'm just saying. And I wish people, instead of buying all the fucking toilet paper, would buy some fucking vitamins for immune health. Because wiping your ass ain't gonna cure you from coronavirus. But having a healthy immune system can help. And that's my lip service.